Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Pop Icon, the podcast. I'm your host, David, host of Pop Icon Radio, live every Tuesday from 8 to 9 in the morning. We talk pop culture. We play pop music. Uh, We just ended a show this week, and it went well. There was a couple of students in the student union listening, so hopefully they enjoyed it. Um, If you guys already don't, be sure to check out Pop Icon Radio on Instagram, at Pop Icon Radio. I'm trying to get up to like 100 followers, so if you guys could shoot me a follow i'd really appreciate that um so this week we have got a lot to get into we've got a lot of pop culture news um but the real tea is we have got a special guest this week we have got my friend stacy nye hello hi how are you i'm good happy halloween oh yeah happy halloween dude what the hell i totally forgot to freaking lead with that <laughs> happy halloween guys this is your halloween show um of course it's halloween today it feels like halloween now we were talking about that earlier i know and literally i'm gonna check and see exactly how cold it is because it feels amazing no i would like walked out of my house this morning and i said uh-uh i was like let me run back inside and throw on a like jacket because i just had like a shorts and t-shirt on moment like i didn't think it was going to be cold I know it's 55 and the high today is 63, so it's going to be chilly all day. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's like perfect Halloween weather. This is like exactly what we needed today. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Really? It's like <laughs> fall has officially started, even though it started like weeks ago. I know, but it keeps on messing with us and going up and down, and I just need to stay constant with the coldness. Exactly. It was so hot on Friday. I had to do this event here at the college called... Uh, trunk or treat it was just like everybody handing out candy out of the back seats of their car um and i like dj'd it it was fun oh that's cool i didn't know you did that yeah i did it from like i did it from like five to six and then i ended the show from like 7 30 to 8 um i dressed up as captain america and oh, yeah. yeah i dressed up as captain america and let me tell you, it was a very snug situation going on that day. Um, the costume was, like, super tight. I bought it years ago. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But, like, it was just, like, super snug. You want to hear some shit? I, I immediately, like, events over with whatever. Like, whenever I, like, first got there, like, it's, like, it has this, like, kind of, like, chess piece that you have to put on. And, like, so I had to have one of the girls help me. Uh, one of the other girls in the – one of the – girls who works here and she helped me and it was like super tight so i was like shit this is gonna be like a problem all night i'm like not gonna be able to breathe but whatever like at least i look okay stacy tell me why i go the entire event no problems whatever i get in my car to leave and i like put my leg inside my car and my entire like ass to like dig like rips open <laughs> stacy well, yeah what the fuck? Like, luckily, like, I had underwear on, and I was in my car and about to leave, but, like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. my costume is, like, ruined. It was, like, a $400 costume. Like, what the fuck? And it's all because it's all because it just couldn't handle all this, uh, all this body. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, like, shocked. You could probably take it to a tailor and fix it. I, I, I feel bet. like I mean, you can even get all kind of things. Do you know one or know, like, where to take that to? I have no idea. Um, I know one in Pensacola, but I mean, if you, if you buy it next Halloween, if you wanted to wear it again or something, like I could probably like tell you which one to go to and 
They're pretty cheap, honestly. I might have to take you up on that offer. I would actually really appreciate that. Yeah. I was like shocked so, whenever like, it happened. I was like, oh my God. In my head, I went, oh my God, you're like too big. You're like, you need to lose some weight. But then, in, like, then immediately I was like, no, this was just like, this is just some shit that happens. This is your reaction afterwards. If you freak out about this, like you let, you let the dumb shit get to you. If you can just like move past this, you're good. And I just moved past it. I was like, whatever. Yeah. I laughed it off. And then the yeah, next like, day at work, I wore a uh, Chucky costume. Oh, cool. Yeah. Dang, I missed all this. You did. Yeah, because you were gone. You were in you were in Pensacola. Oh, yeah. I was in Pensacola with my girls. It was really fun. Hell, yeah. You guys had a good time. You, Lane, and Maria. I saw you guys out. Lane had this, like, oh, my butt God. thing. <laughs> what was going on? I was crying when I saw it. I said, uh, is that, like, a fake ass? So she found it. She's moving offices right now. And she works with like a bunch of like finance, like frat bros. And um, they do like parties. So this, she literally found this when they were moving offices. She's like, what the fuck? Why is there a fake ass here? So she took it. And then she texted us. She was like, should I wear this on Halloween? I'm like, uh, how are you going to sit down? But then I like totally forgot about it. And then she shows up and she's like getting ready. And she's a cat. And then she put this ass on, and I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, I'm a cat with a BBL. So she was. I was, like, shocked whenever I saw it, but it was, like, so funny. Like, everybody, like, I'm sure everybody that was out was like, what's going on over there? Oh, my God, David. We, she got stopped so many times. Exactly. Everybody wants to take a picture of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, what else happened? <laughs> this guy was, like, walking up beside us and that song uh all i want from my birthday is a big booty hook oh. uh, was playing and he, he turns around he goes you <laughs> Lane, Lane, like, she's so she's and like, i bet oh. she like was loving it too just like dancing the night away oh yeah she was obsessed it was really really funny i was kind of you know like anxious about it when we were not drinking it and i go to dinner i was like oh my god this is kind of like too much attention but then it became the, like, top of the night, and I was upset. No, that is, like, so funny. It's, like, Halloween time. People know that, like, people are just out trying to, like, have a good time. I don't think anybody was going to, like, give you shit. And if they did, like, you could call me, and I would go get yeah. the shit out of them. It was just, like, the point in the night whenever no one was – I wasn't seeing costumes yet, and we were, like, the ones walking down the street in costumes. Yeah, and like, then, like, where's everybody? everyone came out later, so it, it all worked out. Hell, yeah. <laughs> it was I, really funny, yeah. My brother came over. He went out, I guess, for Halloween um, the other night, and he was like, he was like Michael, oh or he was like Friday the Thirteenth, Jason Voorhees, like a slutty oh. version. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, what are you doing? <laughs> he cracks me up though. Uh, but he came over. He he only like went out for like an hour. He said it was like kind of lame out. Yeah, I was invited to that, and I I honestly was gonna go, but if I didn't have, it's just like every Halloween I have these. This obligation to my best friend because it's her birthday, so it's like that's so funny. It's like Halloween and Christmas because, like, isn't Lane's birthday around Christmas? Yeah, Lane's birthday is Christmas Eve. That's so funny. You're two best friends, like, you always see them for the holidays. That's actually that's kind of cute. It's cute, but then I'm just like that summer girl, and like, you are that summer girl. We are that we are the summer girls because your birthday is two days after. Yeah, we're the summer girl, we're like the Gemini. Everybody always says Gemini and then looks at us funny. What's up with that? 
Yeah, honestly, they're scared. <laughs> What's up with that? Um, but hell yeah, dude! I'm glad that you've been having a good time. Life has been pretty good on this side, so you know, I just like that we're thriving. We have known each other for so long now, like over ten years, I right? Know. Close to yeah, at least since I was eighteen. So yeah, over ten years. That's wild to think about. Yeah. And we've seen so much transformations within one another. Um, so it's great to have you on the pod and great to just talk to you and just see you through the ups, the downs, the good, the bad. Aw, same. Thank so you. That's thank great. you for coming on and maintaining sure. a friendship with me. Because I have some people Aww. that I don't talk to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you. There's been people that you knew I was friends with that we don't bring up anymore. So I understand. No, we don't talk to you anymore. Yeah. But you know what? Every friendship has its season, you know. So you never know. We could always go back to be friends with whoever those people are. Or maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. And that's okay, too. And that's okay, too. Um, But did you want to just jump right into it this week? Yeah. Whatever you want to go for, let's, let's freaking go. Did you want to do, like, a little, like, a... Oh yeah, I was. Got, we, I love yeah. how like beforehand I'm like, hey, do you want to talk about this beforehand? And then I just like jump right in the show. No, Stacey, what have you been up to? What have you been watching? <laughs> okay, so I definitely want to talk about Follow the House of, of Usher. Yes, tell me about yeah. that. Okay, have you watched it at all yet? I have not even watched like one episode. I think that I'm like waiting for a time where I don't have like a lot of schoolwork and stuff like that, where I can just like devote like ten hours to like knock it all out. Yeah, no, I totally understand. Because I watched like the first three episodes, and then I took like almost like a, a week and a half break, and then I finished it all the other night since Marilyn got into town. Uh, and, that's, um, that's fun though, because then you like sit on your like your thoughts. You're like, wait, what is happening? Where is this gonna go? Like, you your mind just like yeah, I was, already, I was already like pretty excited about it, and oh my god, the last five was it five five episodes? Last like four episodes were so good. I think it's Okay, so I think the haunting of the haunting of Hill House is my number one Mike Flanagan project. Yeah, and we love Mike Flanagan. One, he is so good. I know, and he ugh, this comes second, and it's because of the writing. Like he is an excellent. The script is never gonna not be amazing. Like. Ugh. It was so good. David, he I always has like it. these like moments where he like where it's just like dialogue, and you just like sit there and you listen to the words, and they like form this like beautiful like song. Basically, like I remember from it's Midnight crazy. Mass, like the scene of them on the yeah. boat. Remember that? Like I remember watching that, yeah. and just being like, "Oh my god!" Like I was like in a trance. So it's like I, love I get exactly Mass. what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it's like excellent writing and. Um, what was I going to say? It's, like, not the scariest Mike Flanagan, but it is the most, like, drama. And I am obsessed. I think you love it. There's, like, camp. There's, like, shade. There's, like, all of this, like, attitude within it because it's, like, this family that's really fucked up that we're following. So it's, like, all this family drama. Um, and then there's, like, sad moments. And, like, ugh, it's, like, a lot. I cried. It sounds like it has, like, everything. It also has, like, Emma from uh, the Scream TV show. Oh, my God. She's so good. That's all David. I've seen. All she's I've seen so is, like, lo- like pictures of her, like, smoking a cigarette. And I'm just like, she just looks so, like, cunty. I'm like, oh, my God. What's going on there? Oh, my God. She is. She is the 
status bitch. She plays the younger version of someone. Yeah, I saw and that. They play off each other like of like some older really lady with well. like bangs, right? Yeah, you know who that is? That's the the mom from Donnie Darko. That's that actress. Oh wow, really? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. And she is, I, I was just like, is, I was like, who is this with the bangs? I know <laughs> her hair is iconic, but she—you're going to absolutely love her. She is the. I can't say. I can't tell you. I need. I'm like. I'm no, actually me. really excited to watch that now. I have been like. You told me about it before. You were like, "This is really good." But now that you're telling me like it ends even what like better. Like I need to check it out. Um, and I'm really hopefully in the I next couple it. weeks. You know what? You know where when I feel like I'm gonna be like have time to watch this is like Thanksgiving break. I feel like that week I'm just gonna like knock yeah. out like so much shows that I've been like wanting to watch. Um, yeah, that's like kind of when classes are like kind of ending too so it's like kind of like i'll have like a little bit of time so i'm freaking stoked about that i really want to check this show out i love mike flanagan he's so good no he's excellent he apparently this was his last um thing with netflix no so, uh, really i, I if want him to do more yeah like maybe Amazon I know, but... or something or apple tv i can see him going to apple tv yeah. he'll kind of deal with somebody yeah, I can't see him not. Like, just, yeah, I'm excited to see more from this guy. Um, so that's great. Yeah, I want to check out House of the, was it Fall of the House of Usher? Yeah, it's based on a book by Edgar Allan Poe. I kind of want to read it now. Yeah, that's what my mom was telling me. My mom's, like, super into Edgar Allan Poe. Like, she always was. I, was. I never got it, but she, like, always just, like, admired, I guess, his work. Um, yeah, and- I never thought that I would be into it, but. This has made me feel more curious, but it definitely could be more of like a glamorized version. So yeah. I don't know if I really enjoy the book, but I could try. Yeah, always check it out. Maybe you never know what you'll enjoy. So I want to, I kind of want to check that out too. I want to see like what it's based off of. Like if it's based off of, is it based off of one book or is it based off of like a collection? Well, I've seen, when I went to the bookstore not long ago and I saw it and it has like the cut, the Netflix cover and it's just one book. But I don't know if there's multiple stories within the book. No, I there is a story. There is a plot line that happens in the show that I remember being like, "Oh, I know this Edgar Allan Poe story." Yeah, so I'm like, the only ones like that like, like the only story? ones that register to me are like the Raven and then the Telltale Heart. That's like, and that's because like I feel like the Simpsons did like yeah. an episode on it. So the Raven is a huge part of it. That's a big symbol of the show, and then. What happens in the Telltale Heart? There's, like, something under the floorboard, right? Yeah, like, he doesn't he kill the neighbor and then, like, put his body under the floorboard? Like, oh, my God, what the freak? Yeah, and they were, we were like, watching like, this as children. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's, like, references to that throughout the whole show, honestly. But I don't think it's, like, a huge point. But, like, that kind of vibe happens quite often. Hell right? yeah. No, I'm checking that show out. I'm 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 watching that show like as soon as I can. Like I said, my mom told me that it was really good too. Um, so I really wanna wanna check that out. That's cool. Your mom watched it. That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of my mother, actually, me and her are after me and you film this ep- or like record this episode. Me and her are recording an episode on the Real Housewives of New York City for Pop Icon recaps. It's like kind of like my season finale. We're recapping the reunion episodes. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of fun. They talk a lot about uh, motherhood and, like, the journey of motherhood in that first episode. So I just thought that she would be, like, a good guest. And she's 
she's funny because me and her like sat down to like watch it and she every everything out of her mouth was oh she's a dick oh i don't like her oh this this i was like oh my god i can only imagine like how this podcast is gonna go like i'm probably gonna have to remove I can literally hear her. yeah i was like mom she's not a dick she's just a person <laughs> she's like no she's a dick i was like she's like do you not see like what she's wearing i was like oh no here we go this is how the episode's gonna go i can't wait um so that should be interesting if you guys get the chance check it out i'll be posting this episode today and i'll probably post pop icon recaps tomorrow because i normally have tuesdays off but today i'll be working um but so yeah do you want to now do you want to jump into the show Yes, let's jump in. Hell yeah. I'm excited to thank you so much once again for coming on here to Pop Icon yeah, the sure. podcast to talk about pop culture. Um you're like one of my most knowledgeable like pop culture friends. So thank you so much for coming on to do this with me. Hey. Uh yeah, of course. so let's start off. Let's do the Billboard Hot One Hundred Top Ten. Um, so this week we don't have any like new songs in there and we don't have anything like super like crazy about it. So I'm just going to read it off. Um, number 10 is fuck you mean gonna at number nine, Mm -hmm. Monaco bad bunny at number eight, I G G A F Drake featuring yeet. That's like me, like reading like the billboard hot 100, um, (laughs) thinking about me, Morgan Whalen, number seven, number six, also Morgan Whalen last night. At number five, Fast Car, Luke Combs. That's, this like this whole like middle is just like country central. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Number four, I remember everything. Zach Bryan featuring Casey Musgraves. And then we get into our girlies. We got number three, Snooze, SZA. We've got number two, Paint the Town Red, Doja Cat. And our number one song for the second week in a row is Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift uh, from 2019. It's cool. I know, like how, I guess because the movie came back, like she's like, that's wild. Yeah. She's back on the charts with that. It's been out like for five years at this point. It came out in like 2019. Um, and Billboard says that Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer uh, hits number one on the streaming uh, songs chart. And that the song that was released in 2019 wraps the longest trip to number one uh, for a non-holiday hit. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Like... It's taken it five years to get to number one, but it eventually did. Yeah. I mean, that reminds me, like, um, like the Stranger Things with that Kate Bush song. It's like, you oh. never know what's going to come back and be number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I didn't realize that was, like, a thing that could happen. I thought it was always had to be, like, a new song. But then, like, whenever – I think the first time that it really, like, hit me was whenever they're like, oh, yeah, Mariah Carey's number one again. I was like, oh, shit. They can do that? Okay. Um, and during Christmas season, she's like – Get the one song again. Yeah, she does her All I Want for Christmas is You, like, that everybody's obsessed with. Um, and I, mean, <laughs> I was obsessed with it, too. I like listening to it around Christmas time. It gets me, like, in the good, like, Christmas, like, cheerful mood. Um, so that is our Billboard Hot 100 Top 10. That's great that Taylor Swift is leading the number one chart, or leading the charts again. Uh, we got our box office mm-hmm. Top 10. We got some interesting films on here. Um and so I want to get your opinion of those afterwards. So number 10, we've got The Creator, $1 million. At number 9, we've got Saw 10, uh, $1.7 million. At number 8, we've got Freelance, uh, $2 million. That's the only one that I don't know what it's about. Freelance? I've never, yes, heard. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I have to, like, 
check it out, I guess. Uh, number seven, we've got The Nightmare Before Christmas, 2.1 million. At number six, we've got Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie, 2.3 million. At number five, The Exorcist Believer, 3.2 million. You saw that, right? Oh, you liked it or no? Um, it had a pretty okay first act, and then I feel like it just fell apart completely. Oh, and there was no. Some stuff, there was some stuff that was pretty unforgivable. Unforgivable? <laughs> yeah, um, just the way that they they did the uh, the mom from the original so dirty. Oh, because I yeah, I forgot that she like comes back. Chris McNeil is that her name? Yeah, Chris McNeil. Chris yeah, she McNeil comes back played and they... by... Who plays her? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember the name. I'm like, what is that oh, name? No, I'm trying to think of it, too. I it's literally like, can see your face. It's not, it's not what's her name. I was going to say it's Linda Blair, but it's not Linda Blair. Linda Blair pops up at the end. Oh, she does? For a little cash grab. It was honestly annoying. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, her name is Ellen Burstyn, though, from uh, Ellen Burstyn. Chris McNeil. I, like, know her, but I, like, always forget her name. Oops. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's iconic, but I wish that she would have been like, no, I'm not signing on to that, because it honestly is, a, it's crazy what happens to you. Oh, <laughs> no, that, you. like, kind of scares me, actually, then, because I feel like that there was, like, this trope of, like, they were they kept on bringing back these like final girls to these movies. They did it with like Texas Chainsaw. They did it with Halloween. Yeah. And like now with this, like I'm afraid they were gonna bring her back to be like the badass, and then they like kill her off or something. Is that what happens? Should we say spoilers? Do you want me to tell you? <sighs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spoiler. Okay. okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Don't listen to this right now if you don't want to hear what happens. But for the next like. 15, 20 seconds, Stacey's going to, like, let me know the tea. Okay, okay. So, she comes back. She goes into the room with one of the girls that's possessed. And almost immediately, they, like, have a little, like, standoff. And almost immediately, the girl jumps on her and gouges out her eyes. And she's blinded. And did she die? Or is she just blinded? No, she's just in the hospital for the rest of the movie. And me and my sister... I saw it with my sister, and we were sitting there, and she, like, is in the hospital room. And when people come in the room, she's like, who's there? And it, like, made us, it was, like, almost funny. Oh, my God. The disrespect. <laughs> I know. Honestly, to be, to bring her back and to immediately blind her. And they also talk about how, sorry, this is longer than 15, 20 seconds. No, you're fine. Um, Okay. They also ask her, like, the new priests that come in, they use, like, all different religions in this one to fight them. So there's, like, a bunch of people that are trying to help them. But um, okay. this one priest is like, um, why weren't you allowed to be involved with the exorcism of Reagan? And she was like, I, I still don't really know why, but I do blame it on the patriarchy. And it's like... The patriarchy? Um, I know. And then I look back and like, you, those men, like, okay, spoilers for the exorcist as well. Those men died. Yeah, yeah I was like, that's daughter. what I was thinking in my head. I was like, wait, didn't they die? <laughs> She's blaming the page. What the hell? They literally put their lives on the line for her daughter. She's like, the page. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I know. It was such, I was like, okay, David Gordon Green, like, why did you throw that in there? Like, is that like audience, like, 
like you wanted some kind of reaction to that because like that's not what happened she wasn't she didn't know how to perform an exorcism so she didn't go in the room (laughs) (laughs) it was really weird it was so weird david interesting um, i like want to watch it honestly like it looked kind of fun to me and there's supposed to be a second one right or like a trilogy i don't know a trilogy of this crap and I, I, I'm calling it crap. Why do they do that? Why does he always get a trilogy? I don't know, but I want David Gordon Green to stop. He needs to stop. You want him dead? <laughs> he needs to stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, death to David Gordon Green. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, that's... That's crazy. That There's sucks. more, but whatever. It's that sucks. I ridiculous. hate to hear that, dude. Um... We gotta finish this though. We gotta finish the uh, box okay, office yeah. top ten. Let's jump right back into it. Have you heard of a movie called After Death? I literally have no idea about that. Um, so I guess that's a movie that just came out. It's number five on the Billboard or on the box office top ten. Uh, and I guess it's a movie about people telling their experiences with uh, near death experience, like almost dying and like coming back. Like a documentary. Yeah. So. Um, Kind of oh, curious about that. Yeah, I saw it at my local theater. Oh, really? I think I, I think it has like a religious like thing to it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So we've got number three. We've got Killers of the Flower Moon, nine point three million. We've got Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, fifteen million, and our number one new film of the week, Five Nights at Freddy's, with eighty million dollars. Woohoo! Woo! That's already on Peacock. Do you I know that? that today, oh, is it? Yeah, it's like it was released on Peacock like maybe like a couple of days after it came to the theater. That's like interesting to me that they would like. I remember they did that with like Halloween too. Um, and it's the fact that it made it eighty million dollars when people already have they could get a five dollar like Peacock subscription to watch it. That's kind of good. Hopefully, maybe it's a good movie. Well, there's like there's such a fandom, you know that game has a huge fandom. So I think it's definitely those people showing up for it. Does and, it have um, a huge I've seen that. Review, and I'm like, yeah, five minutes, five minutes at thirty is a huge video game. Oh, so I, I feel like it. it's like, yeah, it's like all the video game people being like, I gotta see my movie. You know what I'm <laughs> That's cool. That's <laughs> awesome that they have that. I guess <laughs> I haven't seen. I, I like didn't want to go see it in movie theaters, but like I'll watch it on Peacock because I have Peacock. I gotta see it for Matthew Lillard. That's all I'm really tuning in for. Oh yeah, your boy Matthew Lillard. I saw a picture of him at the screen <laughs> premiere from like 1996, and I was like, oh my god, he was like handsome back in the day. And I never, I never, I never oh, like god. thought that about him. Like, I don't what? know why, but then like looking at the picture, I was like, oh wow, he was a good looking guy. Um, I don't know. I thought they were both so hot. He and Matthew, I love them both. I like, I guess, like, just thinking about them, like, the two of them together, like, I always was like, well, Matthew Lillard isn't as attractive as Keith, like, Ulrich. And so, like, I just, like, always well, was just like, like Matthew Lillard is just, like, not cute to me. And then now I'm like, oh, maybe he was. I think he's so cute. You do love him. <laughs> um, And speaking of other things that you do love, let's get into some movie news. Okay. Uh, so, I texted you yesterday, but... Uh, it has been announced that there is going to be a sequel to It Follows from David Robert Mitchell uh, called They Follow. Oh, my God. How do you feel about it. that? You told me you were like, I don't know how I feel. Micah Monroe is uh, set to return as well as David Robert Mitchell, who was the director. Um, so okay. they put out like a so, little teaser trailer or they put out a teaser poster. Well, 
Uh, yeah, it's just, a yeah it's just a teaser poster. It just says it's everywhere. Um, so, like, what are your thoughts? I am super curious to see what they do. I also am really hoping that they get disaster piece to do the soundtrack again because that would be so cool. That but, soundtrack um, was amazing, actually. Yeah, and at first I was like, because I think it's such a good standalone film. Like, what, what else could they possibly do? So at first I was like, uh, I don't know why this is happening. But when I when I heard that she signed on and that it's the same director, I'm like, okay, well, she's my girl. I love Michael Monroe. I do too. And we both love her in Watcher that like came out last year. We were like, we were very scared of that movie. That was one of my favorite uh, movies of 2022. Yeah, but, no, um, thousand percent. So I'm kind of more excited now that they're both involved. I have no idea where they're going to go with it. And like the fact that they're everywhere, like, is it going to be like they're fighting them off? Or like, I have no idea what they're going to do. So I'm, I'm like, is it going to be like kind of like a disaster type movie where like, like a zombie yeah, type movie like or something like apocalypse. that? Apocalypse. Yeah. I'm wondering if like maybe, cause they could totally go in that direction. I don't know. We'll see. What I really don't want is to like check in with Micah all these years later and she's like, become like a shell of a person or something because I feel like that's really tropey and they do that a lot. Yeah. Um, I do know like that probably would happen. <laughs> like obviously like that's a hard life to live for that many years but I mean I, she went through some shit in that I, first movie like and I, yeah. I don't know like if they're maybe like going to go into like the backstory of like her dad or something because I feel like isn't that what like isn't that how it ended like her dad was the one who was like attacking her at the pool or something. Yeah she he was it took the form of her dad and like I think her dad's gone i think her dad was dead yeah so um, i don't well i guess maybe I they'll expand on that what is your thought sorry i know i'm talking too much um no you're not what if they did what if they like brought kids into it like what if she like gets far enough away from it that she feels like oh i can maybe like start my life and start a family and then like what if like you know what i mean like would it would it also like get attached to the kids uh, I mean, or they maybe. would be like in, in the bloodline of it in a way, you know what I mean? Like come down the line. I yeah. have no idea. Well, like, I feel like the first, the first one was like kind of like a cautionary tale about like, wasn't it like about like STDs? Like it follows you. Like maybe, yeah, like maybe the first that one really has that, like has that as like a base. Maybe this, this one has like, it could have something like you said, but children, like having children, like, cause that is like, that's it, when you think about it, having a child is like terrifying. This new season of American horror story, I think like kind of like plays into that. Right. Mm, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Like body horror. There is like, something kind of like body changing. Like there. Yeah, the, yeah. I feel like they could go a couple of different ways. And like, especially like in the first one, like how she was like being haunted because of that, like experience, maybe like her baby could be being haunted, like in the womb or something. I don't know. Like that could be very interesting. Yeah. Or it could just be like, something totally different i'm just i'm super excited this will definitely be a theater watch for me yeah no a thousand percent i'm curious like when i, I want to hear some more a little bit more information because i think we just got an announcement about it yesterday so we'll see whenever yeah. we get some more from that so i'm really curious about that um we got a little bit of terrifier three news uh the teaser poster for it has apparently leaked uh and Ooh. did you see it I'm looking at it now in your PDF. So obviously, Terrifier Three is going to be taking Santa. place at Christmas time because <laughs> yeah. he has got Santa's face cut off around his neck. 
Um, he's got the Christmas tree, like, with faces on there. I'm very scared where they're going to go with this. Um, Terrifier 1 was terrifying. Terrifier 2 was even worse. So, God, I don't know where they're going to do with this third one. I could see this franchise becoming, like, in the next few years, being like, Terrifier 11 is coming out. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're just going to keep making this because it's such an iconic character. And it's like, you can't. Like you know what you're getting from a terrifier film. Like you're gonna you're gonna get gore. You're gonna, you're gonna get, get the mayhem. goriest of all yeah. gores. You know, whenever I was and at that's what people are showing up for. Whenever I was at the uh, trunk or treat here at the college, there was like some like twelve year old girl dressed up as like the terrifier two girl. Yeah. Oh, cute. I was like shocked. I was like, how do you know that? I was like, she's like, yeah. it's, 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 I love it. I, it's one of my favorite movies. I was like, oh, did you see the poster for the third one? She's like, no, I didn't see it. I need to check it out. So it was like funny That's talking really to her about that. That was like me as like a kid. I like was obsessed with horror. <laughs> and I'm like, there was a couple of ghost faces too. Like every time I saw a ghost face, I was like, high five, dude. Like I'm so happy to hey. see you carrying on the tradition. Um, yeah, so that's cute. I'm curious to see where Terrifier Three is going to go. Obviously, it's a Christmas time film, um, and I guess it's going to be coming out in theaters uh, maybe the day after tomorrow. Mm, okay. Like Wait, what? <laughs> no, ter- they're putting out Terrifier Two, like because they're putting out a teaser trailer oh, okay. with it for this third film. So I guess maybe if I go see it, if I go to Dustin to see it, I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, oh, okay, got this. But if not, hopefully it leaks online. They said it's not going to be online, but I'm like, of course somebody's going to like, somebody's going to save it. I'm going to uh, record that shit with us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously somebody's got to. We'll see. Um, so a little bit more news. We've got, have you heard about the Imaginary movie? No. So Imaginary is an upcoming American supernatural horror film directed by Jeff Wadlow uh, and co-written by a bunch of other guys. The film stars Betty Buckley um, and it comes out through Blumhouse. Uh, The plot goes, after a woman returns to her childhood home, she finds that her apparently real imaginary friend is not happy that they were left behind. Okay. Stacey, do you know? Do you want to know where the hook is to this movie? What? You're supposed to keep your eyes closed during all of it. And you're supposed to imagine like what is happening. What? Yeah. So apparently, I don't think it's. Like, I think it's just. I don't know if it's going to be different colors or like what is going to be going on. But apparently, the imaginary movie is going to be a movie where you imagine the what is going on to the voices on the screen i guess you sit there and you keep your eyes but i'm gonna fucking fall asleep what yeah i'm like okay. very have you heard about it no i've never heard of this until right now and this is like blowing my mind I, I was thinking like okay well that's a pretty basic horror setup for a movie like this could be just like whatever but um that seems like like why not just like download it on audible is that is that not like a podcast <laughs> yeah that's what i'm like what is going on here well i'm like going to the theater and paying like 15 dollars to like sit with my eyes closed also i don't want to have my eyes closed around a bunch of strangers um i don't know how i feel about that i <laughs> maybe watch it at home <laughs> i'm just like okay so you remember that movie that came out at uh, the beginning of the year skin of Marink? oh yeah i'm like is that like this the direction that horror and just film in general is just going in and like close your eyes and imagine yeah. what's going on here? Like what is that's kind 
Is that lazy? Or is that I, like, I is like, that innovative? Okay. I feel like there's a level of innovation to it, but it shouldn't be like this. This seems like an, like an art exhibit or something. Like it doesn't seem like Blumhouse is producing this. Like that seems very, that seems very like, what's the word? Mainstream. It's like a mainstream thing is trying to be like super like art house. And that's weird. I don't know if I like it. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I like whenever I heard about it, I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. So but then I'm like, I don't know if how I feel about paying $15 to go close my eyes in a movie theater when I could just do that for free at my house and listen to a podcast. They've got scary yeah. podcasts out there. Like, the fuck? Exactly. Um, I don't know. So that's yeah, very. That percentage... Wait, what? Sorry. There's that percentage of people who can't imagine things. What? So they can't even, so they can't even see the movies. <laughs> What are you talking about? People who can't there's imagine like, things. There's like a, um, I don't remember what it's called, but there's a, there's a percentage of people in the world that can't visualize stuff in their mind. So like, if you like tell them like visualize that you're on a beach, they literally cannot make it up in their mind. Really? So really? they, yeah, there's a word for it. Um, I can't remember it right now, but, uh, but I saw on TikTok, there's like, People who are like, I never knew what people meant by telling me to imagine stuff. I just thought they meant like, think about the words that are being told to you. But like, I can't, I can't conjure up an image in my mind. Oh my god, that's, that's like that's like terrifying to me because I'm like, how do you go to sleep? That's that's how I go to sleep at night. Is like I'll just like imagine like a scenario or something, and like I'll fall asleep during <laughs> that. Like this, that's wow, that's wild. I mean, I guess I guess you don't know like any other way, so to them it's normal, but. They could never see this movie. I guess they could listen to it. Yeah. I mean, they could listen to this movie. Interesting. We'll see how it goes. I'm curious to see what's going to come out from this. If people are going to be angry about it or if people are going to be like, this is like the coolest shit ever. Yeah. I mean, I'll give it a shot. We'll see. Um... So one final bit of movie news that we've got. uh, We've got this movie coming out called Manodrome. Have you heard of it? I have not heard about this. So this movie, the synopsis goes, Ralphie, a New York Uber driver, is struggling to make ends meet with his pregnant partner, Cy, or Sal. Uh, Ralphie is introduced to an intense all-male self-help, self-help group by a friend, and after suffering a breakdown, he descends into madness. Hmm. It's stars Even Jesse like Eisenberg. Yeah, it's like kind of like Fight Club, like... But then also kind of like annoying, like toxic male masculinity, yeah. whatever it is. I'm just like, oh, they're going with a whole movie about that. That's like interesting. Um, but there's, I forgot who else is in it too. I think, it, oh, Adrian Brody, I think is in it. Ooh. Uh, Jesse that. Eisenberg, Adrian Bo- Brody. Uh, do you remember Ethan Suppley? Ethan Suppley. He was like, uh-huh. I think he was like the bigger guy. From, like, remember he was in, like, Remember the Titans, American History X, John Q. Oh, yeah, 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 I like that. He was the guy from Boy Meets World. He was, like, the big bully guy. Yeah. He, I guess he's in it. He was in those Kevin Smith movies as well. Yeah. yeah. I like him. So, yeah, I guess they're going to be, they're in this movie. Um, it looks interesting. We'll have to, I'll have to show you the trailer um, and get your thoughts on it. But, basically, it looks... 
I don't know, kind of fun. Oh yeah, no, I'm excited. I'll definitely see it. I, I honestly, I know people find him annoying, but I, I'm kind of a fan of Jesse Eisenberg. So he's kind of like I don't even know like what how to describe him in this like trailer that I watched, <laughs> but he just reminds me of like a lot of like guys that I've like met like firsthand in Brooklyn. So that was funny to me. There's a trailer out for this. Yeah, the trailer is out. It's like two okay. minutes long, and basically it just shows him like he's just like he's just Running kind around of like, yeah, he's just kind of like trying to get his shit together, and then his friend introduces him to like a bunch of guys who like this is a family. When you're here, you're family. I'm like, uh, okay, Olive Garden. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very. I mean, I'll watch it after we after we record. Hell yeah, um, you might like it. Like you said, if you like Jesse Eisenberg, you you'll. That'll be interesting. Um, so we can get into some pop culture news if you're down. I know we're 40 minutes into the episode, yeah. but I guess we can get into some so pop culture news. <laughs> whatever, um, you, whatever you have time for, let's do it. Yeah, dude, let's do it all. Um, let's see. Let's start off with Inside the Real Housewives Reckoning. That is Rocky Bravo. So amid disturbing allegations, Bethany Frankel calls for a union uh, because there is a whole lot of drinking and bad behavior going on uh, on one of television's most popular franchises, uh, The Real Housewives. So Vanity Fair put out this article yesterday basically calling out The Real Housewives franchise, the network Bravo, the producers basically are saying that the conditions on the show are like awful and that there needs to be some restructuring yeah um they got three Mm. of the former real housewives who talk about their uh some of the drama that happened to them while they were on the show they got bethany frankel who is the creator of skinny girl uh she's made a lot of money um you might know her from tiktok a lot of people know her from there she's always on there like (laughs) going off on somebody she's she's a character for sure uh but then they also got ebony k williams who's on real housewives of new york city uh season 13 and they also got leah mcsweeney who was on real housewives of new york city seasons 12 and 13 um so for those of you that don't know they actually like rebooted real housewives of new york city and i'm actually doing the real uh the pop icon recaps of this new season every monday um but they like had to re basically redo the show because of like racial allegations uh from the first cast uh and it just got really like nasty on the show and like there's even like there's some allegations of you know you know Ramona Singer right yeah Ramona who Ramona who kind of like is the inspiration for pop icon radio like she is the reason why the show is called pop icon because she like was on an interview and instead of calling it pop culture she actually said we're pop icon like and so I was just like a pop icon that's so funny (laughs) but now she's like being like totally canceled because apparently she's like out there saying the n-word um so former Mm -hmm. Real Housewives of New York City star Ramona Singer was accused of using the n-word and other instances of racism in a new report about the Smash Bravo uh franchise in Vanity Fair um Singer was already infamously the subject of an internal investigation at Bravo after Real Housewives of New York City's uh first black cast member Ebony K. Williams accused her of racism in a complaint filed in 2021 following the end of the 
the show's 13th season. At the time, Bravo said that the investigation was closed after nothing of substance was found. Um, So, yeah. I, like, heard about this. They, like, talked about it on a podcast years ago about, like, all the drama that happened with it. And apparently what happened was Ramona... this season was they got their first like african-american cast member and so like race topics after especially after 2020 were like a big talking point that they like wanted to Mm -hmm. like they wanted to speak i guess their truth on um and so i guess what happened was singer used the n-word in conversation with a black crew member during production of season 13 in 2020 um Former Roni producer Darian Edmondson, a black woman, said Singer used a slur after they filmed a conversation with uh, Williams in which Singer reportedly said she did not want to talk about race before asking Williams the ethnicity of her new boyfriend. Um, According to Edmondson, after the cameras were turned off, Singer told her the conversation reminded her of when Jewish colleagues called her a shishka, a Yiddish word for a non-Jewish woman. Uh, Edmondson reportedly told singer Ramona, I have no idea what you're talking about. And Ramona singer allegedly responded, Oh, it's like somebody calling you a blank. Um, yeah. So singer denied using the slur, calling Edmondson's recollections of the conversation, a misinterpretation and adding, I did describe an incident where I was called a shish, shiksa, shiksa while working in college, but I did not compare the two experiences. Um, yeah, so that's like kind of crazy. The story also included another racially insensitive remark that Singer allegedly made. Um, once she allegedly told a black woman staffer, "There's so many of you guys here now. Please don't change your hair, as I'm not going to remember everybody's name." Uh, oh my god! Yeah, so Singer said this was strictly a commentary on my inability to remember names. Another time during a racially sensitive meeting uh, before a filming had begun, in which Williams described as a "cover your ass" move. The cast members were reportedly told to avoid racist stereotypes uh, like those about black fathers not being present. Uh, Singer allegedly said, what if they don't have a father? Why can't I say that? Most of them don't. (laughs) Wow. Wow, Ramona. That's fucking crazy, dude. Singer claimed she was just asking a question about a statistic I had read about single parent households where children uh, with single parent households were statistically less likely to succeed than two parent households. Uh, she's just like what what is going on with her like that's like weird to me like i don't like that um she did that i love like ramona ramona's always been like a big part of like reality television to me like i've always thought she's like a character but like i'm like kind of like darked out that she did that um while she was like all this and i think it's also really it's it's dark that they like have had her on like since then. You know what I mean? They've had her on for two uh, iterations yeah. of Ultimate Girls Trip. They just filmed a new season with her like a couple of months ago, and then she's also was on Watch What Happens Live like a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, I'm sure that they know that she's a fan favorite, and they've been trying to cover her ass for this long. Like all these responses that she's made to these allegations are very much like seems like. A PR person being like, this is what you're going to say back. Like, just, like, make it seem like it's this. Like, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like advice given instead of actual genuine, like, no, 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 it was a misunderstanding. I, so, I feel like there's 
and then covering for her or something, which is really weird. I definitely feel like that, and I feel like I'm really interested to listen to their podcast. So Ramona has a podcast called Turtle Time with her daughter. So I'm really curious to see their next episode, like what they're going to say, because they have to comment on it. It's been one of the bigger stories. Like everybody knew this reality reckoning story was coming out. I talked about it last week on pop icon, but the fact that like all this is coming out now about Ramona, I'm like, I wonder if she's going to like say something. Cause like I, when I'm listening to Ramona's podcast, she's like, Oh, I'm so happy. I'm doing this show and I got to, I get to talk about it and this and that. And I'm like, Oh no, it's very, this is going to be a totally different type of podcast now. Damn. I mean, yeah. that's disappointing, but I mean, yeah, she is really. like an older woman, and I feel like those ideals are very hard to shed if you like were brought up a certain way. So she needs to work on that. She is an older white woman. I mean, she is also like. We have to remind ourselves, Ramona Singer, I think, is 65, 66 years old. So she's not like mm-hmm. – she grew up, unfortunately, with some different – in a different time. So while it's not right, I it's understandable that she would have some things. But the, the things that she was doing, like the antagonistic things that she was doing towards the end of her, like, Real Housewives time, like, on the show, like, that is still icky. Um, so we can yeah. move past that, I guess. Uh, yeah. We've got our – Next news, we've got, uh, so Riley Hawk marries Francis Bean Cobain in a ceremony officiated by R.E.M. singer Michael Stipe. Um, so rock royalty and a skateboarding dynasty have tied the knot. Um, Francis Bean Cobain, Francis Bean Cobain, the only child of Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain, um, married Riley Hawk, the son of professional skateboarding legend Tony Hawk, uh, in September and I guess they got wed on October 7th so that's really interesting like what do you think about those two like families like coming together I think it's, a, it's so cute um I've always loved uh like Tony Hawk as this father figure I feel like he's been he's been one of those because you know I, I, I was always into like the jackass crew and stuff and he was always like popping up in those movies and stuff like he always seemed like the guy who had his head on his shoulders you know what i mean like everyone else is very much like fell victim to like the rock and roll lifestyle of it all but he seemed like he was always a really good dad and his son would pop up on those movies too and like he was always included yeah and they'd have like really good like bonding time together so i've always had respect for tony hawk i think he's really cool and i feel like he's kind of like universally loved by like everybody yeah like, yeah, I, I, I like remember like, I remember back in, like, when everything was going on during, like, Black Lives Matter and everything back in 2020, whenever that first, like, the George Floyd thing was going around, people were, like, posting memes about, like, race wars and stuff like that. And they were, like, they posted this, like, image of, like, somebody crying, being, like, when I have to shoot Tony Hawk in the race war. And he, like, reposted it and was, like, I understand. I was, like, what the fuck is going on right now? That was, like, <laughs> that was one of the craziest, like, memes I, like, had ever seen. Um to come out or something like that so he's like there yeah. he's universally loved but then also isn't it kind of crazy too like you've got two the children of two celebrities that get together but both of their parents had two totally different like ways of going about That's things wild. you have tony hawk yeah. who was always uplifted and cheered his entire career everybody's always been on his side and then you had kurt cobain who was very like a lot of people came for him like they did. Yeah. They weren't as nice to him, like his type of celebrity, as they were to like Tony Hawk. And so, like seeing like their two kids like grow up around that, see like how things are, and then end up together, like that's very interesting. Yeah. Um. 
like because they are so different but i also feel like they run in the same kind of crowd in a way because it's very like with punk music and like grunge music i feel like skateboarding is just synonymous so yeah, I, I understand how they kind of came together um and i do think that a lot of the trauma surrounding like um kurt cobain and courtney love has probably i wouldn't say diminished but has gotten a little bit lighter over the years and i feel like I feel like Frances has been able to grow up in kind of a normal setting for the most part because she did pass, or her dad did pass when she was such a young uh, baby. So I don't know. I feel like this is good and I'm excited for them. I think they're a very cute couple. Yeah, I'm excited for them too. And did you know that she, that Frances Bean like holds the rights to like 100% of like Kirk Cobain's anything? So like if she puts anything, like she's making like bank, like. From everything, that. like after that, like she's put out documentaries about him. Like, I'm like, I'm happy for like her because I feel like she. I guess he like in his will, yeah, just everything goes to her. Like his will, like his likeness, basically, is goes to her. So, um, Aww, yeah, cool. he always like. I think that was always like the one thing that like, he like loved his like daughter so much. Um, even though he had like a yeah. bunch of other like personal problems and stuff like that going on, like I don't think yeah. that was like. That was, like, his one, like, saving grace, I think, kind of. Um, so that's, like, sad, but it's also great that she, like, found, like, love. I'm happy for her. Yeah, I am, too. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> Kathy Griffin has started to upload old episodes of My Life on the D-List on her TikTok. Um, did you watch oh. My Life on the D-List? Oh, yeah, I did. Dude, that show um, was so it was funny. On e, right? Yeah, it was on, or it was on Bravo. Bravo, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I um, so yeah, I had cable and I would just bounce around from uh, network to network trying to get all the teeth. And I thought she was very funny. And I remember being like so curious about how, like, how her like fame came to be. And yeah, because I mean, the I, show I, was called reason, the show was called My Life on the D List. So it was like she was like obviously saying she was like a D List actress. Yeah. There's an episode that sticks out to me that I'll, like I don't know why I this one is the one I remember the most, but she's like on a roof, like about to go to some, you know how she did like she did like interviews on the red carpet and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, she's like getting a spray tan and she's like in an underwear and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like getting ready. But I did, I definitely watched like all of it and the Trump shit that happened. I felt like that was so wild and she was actually like canceled for that which was yeah that was like that was so weird to me i'm like this is what they're gonna cancel her for like give it a break (laughs) and uh i'm happy that she's finding her like place back on tiktok because she has a bunch of followers and um yeah why not repost it people literally watch shows through tiktok now yeah, like, Mean Girls released on TikTok a couple of weeks ago, like for October 3rd or whatever the holiday is. They put the whole movie in like 25 parts on there. That is crazy. You know, um, you know Lisa, the girl we work with? Yeah. Um, I remember talking to her one day. I was like, yeah, like what, what shows are you into? And she's like, I don't really watch TV. She's like, I watch like shows through TikTok. And I'm like, we are literally in an era where people watch shows on tiktok that's like wild that's like yeah why not like post your stuff on tiktok i like i like kind of knew about that because like sometimes i'll like end up on a tiktok like of like some uh some like judge show or something like that like, and be, like, like 14 different parts and i'm like oh shit and i'm like going up and down 
but it's kind of it's kind of crazy i i feel like i feel bad for um quibi a couple of years ago they were like a little bit too early i think maybe <laughs> that like short form video like that came out during uh covid if they would have waited just a oh, little yeah. bit longer they could have like really done something but sorry about it <laughs> sorry sorry about it sorry, TikTok's like yeah TikTok definitely jumped ahead of that um so that's great uh we could jump into a little bit more news did you see about zoe kravitz and channing tatum getting engaged Oh my god, I'm obsessed. I Are love you? them. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I thought he was with Halsey. I was like Zoe Kravitz. What? what? I didn't know they were dating. Interesting. No, you didn't. No, I thought that they were, but like all he did date Halsey for a little bit, but like it was like I guess oh, a year okay. or two ago. Um, but yeah, I guess they're now together. Oh. Multiple sources tell people exclusively that the couple who first linked up in 2021 are recently engaged. Oh, I love them. I think I just I, I knew about them because there's those memes where she's like on the back of his bike and everyone was posting like, I need a girl like this or like who want, like who me and who type shit. So oh, I like knew about it. I think they're very cute because I think Shane Tatum is really charming and um, funny. And I think she's iconic as fuck. And I hope they're happy. Did you see I their Halloween it. costume? No. So I guess she dressed up as Rosemary Woodhouse from Rosemary's Baby, um, and he was dressed up as a baby. So I'm guessing he was Rosemary's baby. <laughs> <laughs> like a de- like a devil maybe, or just a regular baby? Yeah, it was just like a baby with a just a baby, just a dumb baby. That's funny. She at least put fucking devil horns on. It was like kind but of funny. Cute. I like laughed. Um, so the two stars apparently met during the casting process of Kravitz upcoming directorial debut, uh, which is called Pussy Island. Ooh, okay. That's exciting. Uh, that's interesting to me. I'm curious what that's going to well, be about. So he's going um, to be in that? I don't think he, he actually, I don't think it, the way that they, the way that <laughs> they said that they said the two stars met during the casting process of Kravitz upcoming directorial debut, uh, Pussy Island and, Tatum, Kravitz said, went on to be her guardian on set. So I'm like, they don't say that he's like got a part in the role in the movie. So I'm like, damn, like I don't think he got the role. I think he just got the role of boyfriend. So he, was hired, he was hired as a security guard, basically <laughs> as Zoe Kravitz's security guard and her boyfriend. So, um, <laughs> my have the Mahdi have fallen. <laughs> I'm excited for him. I think. I mean, to think about her on her wedding day, like she's gonna be so gorgeous. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm happy for her. Well, I'm happy for both of them. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we've got a little bit more drama this week. We've got Krishan and Blueface drama. Um, so first things first, you know Blueface, right? Blueface, yes. We talked about it's him, right? Oh, yeah. We talked about him and Krishan, I think, last time you were on, right? Yeah. Oh, Lord. He's got, like, some drama with, like, his mother. Like, he... He says really mean things to her on Twitter. Um, he's got drama with his ex-baby mama, Krishan. Uh, and he's with a girl now named Jaden Alexis. They've been together for like 10, 15 years or whatever since they were in high school. Um, they've got kids together. Oh, wow. So, and he is like now making her like a rapper. <laughs> and so, oh, wow. yeah, so he, she has a song out now called Barbie. Do you want to listen to it? Sure. Here, hold on one second. Let me see if it plays. Okay. 
I'm a bad little bitch and I'm snipped like a Barbie. Hips, lips, ass in a cardi. I'm a favorite motherfucker. Hello, motherfucker. Girl, you can't walk in these hills. I'll eat a dick before I ever pay the bill. I'm a wife, you a trice bitch. This needs a hill. This my dick. This my dick. This my dick. How do you feel? David, I couldn't hear anything. Oh, you couldn't hear anything? <laughs> <laughs> I played it. I'm like, oh, she's not saying anything. Maybe she doesn't like it. <laughs> what the I thought, I thought the whole time you were like trying to figure out how to play it. So I was just like giving you your time. No, it's um, been playing for like the past minute. Oh my God. <laughs> Whoops. Let me see. So Let me see if maybe now it'll play. Okay. Do you hear it? I'm a bad little bitch. And no. Like a okay. It's just not going to work then. <laughs> um, so yeah. Whoops. We'll have to move past that I'll definitely one. definitely check it out. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. It's funny. So we've got that going on with them. He put out a song for her. Now, ever since she put that song out, she's been signed to Columbia Records, uh, which is where Beyonce is at now. So that's interesting. Um, they're taking that somewhere like pretty far. Uh, tell me why some crazy news that just happened yesterday. He posted a video of Jane and Alexis, the girl who sang that song that I was trying to play for you. He posted a video of her like sucking his dick on instagram <gasps> it's a video of like himself just like of his face and he's like talking about you like hear the sounds in the background and it is just like Whoa. very i'm like oh wow dude that, that's crazy that you post that he put it out on because instagram? yeah because his ex the girl krishan that we talked about before she posted a video oh like the God. day before and she was like she was like she recorded him while he was calling her like trying to hook up and so he put that out like the next day. I was like, ew, he's so disgusting. Like, you're a pig of a man. Yeah, I don't want that at all. I and hate it. And also, like, children on that app. Like, that's very inappropriate. Yeah, it's like sick, honestly, when you think about it. And there's probably like a lot of like 13, 14 year olds that follow Blueface. I think he's like the coolest guy ever. And like, they, they're sure, saying yeah. that. Oh, I didn't even think about that, but I hate that also. Um, yeah, so I hate that. that. Fuck that. Fuck Blueface, dude. He's like a really bad guy. Um, that's so petty like just ignore shit like be ugh, I don't like that at all you yeah super gross not gross. into that uh, so fuck Blueface. We'll move on to our little bit. Well, one more thing of news before we get to our final story. So we've got Keith Lee versus Atlanta. Have you heard of Keith Lee? Yeah, I've I watched his videos. Um, I mean, he's all over TikTok. Yeah, he's, he's like the, he's famous. like the biggest like food like blogger like foodie who like goes around and just tries stuff out. People love him. He's universally loved. There's somebody who like dislikes him. I guess he was like an MMA yeah. fighter before. Do you know that? I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it has been like going down in the A apparently with him. Uh, so just a few days ago, when TikTok food critic Keith Lee excitedly announced that he would be taking his family on a food tour to Atlanta, um, sadly we all watched along as his enthusiasm gradually morphed into despair. Uh, from Keith's point of view, the Southern Mecca that's long been dubbed the city too busy to hate appeared to have well turned into haters. Um, at Atlanta Breakfast Club, one of the first restaurants the TikToker visited, he revealed that his family encountered problems ordering food and were unable to even order water until their entire party had been seated. Um, 
He said, the customer service was interesting. While the people were nice, the rules they had set aside were very unique to me. Um, another Atlanta restaurant, The Real Milk and Honey, informed Keith's family that they were closed early for deep cleaning when they attempted to order and were turned away. Uh, he also says, and so far being in Atlanta, I found some places do have unique rules, and this is one of them. If you don't like the rules, the rule's not for you. And me and my family, the rules just wasn't for us, he said. Uh, the TikTokers' videos have sparked a growing conversation online about whether restaurant rules have gone out of hand and if restaurants in general have become a bit out of touch. Uh, he says the thing I find intriguing about the or somebody said the thing I find intriguing about the Keith Lee thing is he has gone to multiple cities and multiple establishments and has been able to eat. His issue in Atlanta isn't just the service, but the rules that they make it difficult to eat. Um, so whether or not the restaurants are out of touch became a topic of conversation when the real milk and honey responded to Keith's Lee review, uh, by questioning who the famous TikToker is. Um, they posted like a video, like after he posted his video, they posted a video like of the owner, some random guy, him and his daughters and his daughter being like, Oh, our dad, did you see they posted about the real milk and honey, Keith Lee? And the dad just goes, who's this Keith Lee? And they're like, oh, you don't know huh. Keith Lee? And the 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 guys goes no, and that's it. That's the only. That's all the videos. Like they're trying to like make like, I kind of make it like like can be shady. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, regardless on if he's Keith Lee or not, he's still a customer of yours. So like, why are you being like a dick to him? Like that is like very strange to me. Yeah, and apparently that's like a thing it in Atlanta. Like, yeah, it seems like everyone's like. Uh, we don't want to risk getting a bad review, so we're just going to not serve him. I don't even know if it's that or, like, apparently in Atlanta, it's just, like, you go to restaurants and they'll give you, like, two-hour wait time. And there's, like, you know, it's not like, it's not like La Crema where, like, where there's tables stacked at all times. Like, they have times where, like, there's not that much going on. Or they'll say that they're closed for, like, deep cleaning or something like that when they don't. Like on a random Tuesday at like four o'clock or something like that. Yeah, so, it's like we want the night off. Yeah, and apparently that's been like a big problem, and that's something I noticed actually last year. Whenever I watched, they had the show called Candy and the Gang um, on Bravo, and it's it was about a restaurant in Atlanta that was owned by Candy Burris, one of the Real Housewives, and like mm-hmm. they showed the restaurant, Stacey, it looks so dirty, like and like it didn't, have, it just looked like it just like looked a mess, and I was just like, oh. And, like, you would hear the customers on the show talk about the service and everything there. You're like, oh, that sounds awful. And then, like, now hearing from this Keith Lee guy, apparently this is just everywhere. If you are not, like, super rich, if you don't have clout, you don't get good service in Atlanta. Damn. From, I guess that's what people are saying. Um, and, like, everybody well, is being put on blast. Well, well, that's the thing, though. He, like, sends his family in without him being there so that they give, oh, like, an yeah, actual yeah. reaction instead of just being like, oh, you're Keith Lee. We knew you were coming to Atlanta. Come in. He sends his family in, and how you treat his family basically uh-huh. is how he takes you. And, like, he, there's this one place yeah. that he went to, like, this one restaurant, like – they, he called them at, like, 11 o'clock at night. They were about to, like, they closed at 11 o'clock. And he called them at 11. He's like, hey, I was here with my family. Like, we're right next to, they were leaving, like, Six Flags or something. Like, and he was like, is, are, anyway, you guys can stay open. The restaurant stayed open. And so he, like, went in with his family. He ordered, and he gave them what they made for the entire day, like, just for him and his family to eat, you know? Aww, like, he doubled, like, what yeah. they made. So it's like, he, if you have good customer service, if you're willing to, like, go a little bit above and beyond, like, he's, like, down for it. But if you just show that you're only there, like, to cater to, like, a certain clientele or, like, he doesn't like that. And it sounds like it's becoming a reckoning yeah. in Atlanta. Well, damn. Well, 
I've seen, uh, Stacey, I saw so many videos of, like, wrong. him, like, fighting with, like, the GM of this restaurant called, like, Toast and, like, the parking lot. Because they're like, we got you a table. And they're like, I don't want the table now. Like, you told my family two hours. And you told me five minutes. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. That's not cool. So, I'm curious. I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see how this goes. Because it, it, apparently it's just in Atlanta. Nowhere else that he goes, like, has all those, like, issues. Um, so, I'd love to see where that goes. Uh, and I guess we can go to our final story of the week. Are you cool with that? Yeah, of course. So we've got some sad news, actually. Uh, so Matthew Perry, the Friends actor, dies of an apparent drowning at age 54. Perry played Chandler Bing on the 90s sitcom Friends, a uh, statistical analyst who used sarcasm and one-liners uh, to bring humor. Um, so that's really sad. He died of an apparent drowning. Yeah, what the fuck? That's so horrible. <sighs> definitely was not like expecting what? that to like end like the holiday weekend like the halloween weekend um it was just so random he's young so 54 young. is so young it's really just like it's like a year older than my mom so oh. i'm just like ugh, so scary um i know he went through yeah. some issues over the past couple of years he had like a dr- big drinking problem yeah so it's like really sad he like yeah i wonder what yeah it was like just like right after his book release which is so sad because it's almost like this weird farewell now, which is like really eerie almost. Yeah. And, um, I thought I, I really felt that way because I saw like an interview with him that he did like a couple of months ago where it's like, what do you want to tell people like after you've passed? Uh, yeah. And I was like, whoa, like how, I don't know. It just like caught yeah. me off guard, especially because it was like so like soon. Um, it's weird how things like that happen sometimes. Like there's like these last interviews given that, almost were like meant to be because it's like a, a goodbye almost but it's you know what i mean yeah it's but you it, don't see it coming but yeah yeah especially from him from being so young 54 years old and it's just like you walk around like i don't know like i felt like weird that day whenever i heard that i was like that's like strange like it's like not that i knew him but i've known him since i was like three years old like basically friends came out in like the 90s yeah we've all grown up with all of them. And so like the first like friends to die, it's kind of like, I feel like people are like mourning him, like how I'm going to mourn whenever like the first like real housewife dies, you know, like it hasn't happened, but it's going to happen one day. And it's like really scary to like think about. And that's probably like shallow to some people to like think about, but like, I don't know. Like it's just sad. Like you, I guess create like, like parasocial like relationships with like celebrities and like, I don't know. Like, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not in total like despair over it, but it like definitely it sucks. Like, damn, like he made an impact on so many people's lives and now he's gone. So, rest in peace. Yeah, like, like, rest in peace for real. Like, Friends wasn't my like thing. I watched Friends, but I think about like in terms of my, my own favorites or my own like parasocial relationships, like you mentioned, like if they were to pass, I'd be heartbroken and i i mean i am i feel very sad about matthew perry but i get why like i've seen people on tiktok like crying and like not being able to come to terms with it and it's like yeah it feels like family because it's like your show that you put on every day while you're like doing whatever because it's like comforting to you yeah. and now that person is gone and that's, that's sad yeah it's really sad rest in peace matthew perry um I guess the friends mm-hmm. cast like put out a statement, like basically saying like he was like a brother to us, he's family to us, and we just like need time to mourn. Um, so that's sad. Yeah. Everybody, give them time to mourn. Don't give them no shit right now. Uh, yeah. 
And that is, I guess that's it. That's all the news that we really have this week. It's been a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much for yeah. coming on and talking about all this. Of course. Yeah, it was good. It was awesome. It was really nice talking. No, I really appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of news this week. Um, but I feel like we got a lot out of it <laughs> we talked about wow. we talked about some crazy shit um so thank you so much for coming on stacy uh if you guys already don't yeah. be sure to check out stacy on instagram at slayer dystopia um and also if you guys already don't be sure to check out pop icon radio on instagram um but is there anything else we sh- you think we should talk about before we head on out um i don't think so just have a good Halloween, everyone. Yeah, everybody Be definitely. Safe. Happy Halloween. Um, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.